Hi, this is the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast, and I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on today with Lynn Wolf, who's an occupational and feeding specialist and a certified, board-certified lactation consultant at Seattle Children's. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Wendy Sue. We're going to talk about a controversial... <sighs> Like super controversial topic. And I only say it that way because people are full of strong opinions and they love to kind of battle them out. And I don't think Lynn and I even know if we have differing opinions. So we're just going to talk as a lactation consultant and occupational therapist who really cares about how babies and moms and dads know and understand their feeding and a pediatrician who feels just the same way. And um, what can what a, what a tongue tie is and um, what are some of the options and how it might interfere with feeding. Sounds good. Good. So, Lynn, what define it for us. What is tongue tie? So I think it actually starts even before we know what tongue tie is to do just a little bit of uh, embryology or whatever, if you would, because what's important is that when the baby is developing in utero, um, it, it, everything keeps changing. Obviously, you know, you've seen pictures of the babies that have those little kind of mitten hands because the fingers haven't separated. Well, mm -hmm. during fetal development, the tongue actually starts as part of the floor of the mouth. And then it, what happens is it separates. And so just like the fingers separate, the tongue separates from the floor of the mouth. And that separation then allows the tongue to move freely within the mouth. But if the tongue doesn't completely separate, then you have a tissue called the frenulum, which is in the midline of the tongue, that is now attached more completely between the tongue and the floor of the mouth than it should be. And that is called a tongue tie. Yeah. And so, and just so you guys, like, if you lift up your tongue and look in the mirror right now, if you're driving in the car, be careful. And if you're home or you have a little compact, you look at it, it's just that little flap that's like, it's like a little wall of skin that kind of keeps your tongue attached and to the base. That's right. It, well, and, and sometimes you'll lift up your tongue and you'll see that there's something, even adults will see that it's really, really tight back there. And some people will say, I can lift my tongue way up. I hardly see anything. But there's usually mm -hmm. always some little line. Right. It's there. like those weirdos who can touch their tongue to their nose, right? <laughs> yes. And then the people that can hardly bring their tongue outside mm -hmm. of their lips, you know, advance it outside their lips. So That's we're right. all really different, right, with the, really with the frenulum. Right. But mm -hmm. the tongue tie itself is is a tongue that is just kind of more attached to the base of the mouth, it's right? more attached to the base of the okay. mouth. And that limits the movement of the tongue. Okay. And and so when a baby has a tongue tie mm -hmm. or uh, mm -hmm. this tight frenulum, mm -hmm. um, what happens to feeding? Like what will go wrong sometimes if a baby's tongue is tight? So there are sort of, I think about three movements or four movements that the baby's tongue should be able to do when they're born. The baby should be able to stick their tongue out. Their tongue has to be able to come out past their gum ridge and onto their lips. That should be a normal amount of tongue coming out. Okay. They need to have the tongue come out so they can reach out and grab the breast. They need to be able to move their tongue sideways to, we call it laterally, to the sides of the mouth. That's just, you know, kind of getting it over into the cheek. Usually they don't do a lot of that unless you're like rubbing their gums or something like that. And then they should be able to lift their tongue up so that it comes up toward the roof of the mouth. And, you know, they're not always going to do that. These are random spontaneous movements. But just like you expect the baby to move their arms and their legs in sort of certain patterns. You expect them to move their tongue in certain patterns. And if the tongue is attached um, still with this frenulum, then that limits the movements that the baby can make with their tongue. And therefore, it affects the baby's function, which is mostly about sucking. 
Uh, it's okay. So it's not about the latch. It's about getting the drawing the milk in, or is it the latch too? Uh, it's it's really the whole process. And one of the things that is that you will find commonly is that a baby who has a tongue tie may have no problem at all taking a bottle and feeding from a bottle, sucking on a finger, a pacifier, and so forth. But they may have tremendous difficulty in latching to the breast. Mm -hmm. They may not be able to latch effectively. They may have what we call shallow latch. They may have a pinching or compressive latch that causes the mom a lot of pain. Those are the kind of things that happen when the baby isn't able to move their their tongue well. Yeah, so and that and that's when, you know, a lactation consultant might make a recommendation to a parent or a mom to say, gosh, your feeding is painful, your nipple is getting raw. I can't get this baby to get a deep latch in a way that I'd like um, with you, even supporting mm -hmm. you. You should talk to, you know, either an ear, nose and throat surgeon or a pediatrician who might consider doing a phrenotomy. A phrenotomy is the the name of the procedure where they snip that tissue that is underneath the tongue. Uh, it's a pretty simple procedure for a baby. There's hardly a drop of blood that comes out of the whole thing. Um, the People joke about the fact that babies get mad, but they're mostly mad because they're wrapped up and held down, not because it hurts that much. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I certainly I, we can all imagine the discomfort that would come from someone putting anything and cutting any tissue in our body on a sensitive place like our mouth. But there are, you know, the sweeties and there are some other things that we can use to as analgesics yeah, to help and, babies with and that. And babies usually get some, you know, they may even have some Tylenol or other analgesia after the yeah. procedure for a couple of days. And I'll tell you, I mean, I think it comes in waves and norms, or even locally, I've noticed it, and even nationally on the conversation around, for not, some, some pediatricians don't ever recommend phrenotomies mm -hmm. and say, mm -hmm. you know, unless it's, they, you know, unless someone evaluates the baby and thinks it's going to get in mm -hmm. the way of speech or thinks it's going to get, mm -hmm. you know, right. based on kind of the advancement of yeah. the tongue out of the mouth, mm -hmm. or the other thing we didn't talk about is like a little heart shape. Do you want to talk mm -hmm. about that, that sometimes parents yeah, will so see? Yeah, so what I was going to say is that it's not, you know, so that your lactation consultant, you, you have pain, the lactation consultant says it's a shallow latch and so forth. Nobody's going to suggest a tongue tie unless they actually look under the tongue and see what's happening there. Yeah. And, um, you know, as they watch the movement of the tongue and they see, there's a couple of different things they'll see. One is that if the baby tries to protrude their tongue or stick it out onto their lips, you'll notice a little notching at the end of the tongue. The tongue might look either sort of flat, squarish, or with a little bit of a heart shape to it. And that's... Well, kind of pucker. Yeah, pucker. Yeah. That's a good way to talk about it. And that's really the fact that this tissue that's in the midline that's sort of tethered is, is pulling back and holding the middle of the tongue back. And so you get that kind of tethering. But then you also are going to look under the tongue and you're going to see what kind of resistance there is to lifting and what the tension on that tissue looks like and also the location of it. Because, you know, there are some babies that have what we call anterior tongue tie. And that means that you'll see this bit of tissue that comes almost from the point of the tongue and comes right down to the lower Like to the tip ridge. of the tongue. Yeah, so the, the tip very of the tip tongue. will have a, that, that frenulum will go all, all the way. All the way. And then yeah. it'll come down. And that, that type of anterior tongue tie really, really restricts movement for the tongue. Mm -hmm. And really, really um, is interferes with the babies, certainly with breastfeeding and many times. And and I think that most of the time that kind of a tongue tie can limit the movement enough that you would wonder if it had an impact on speech. I, I think, you know, we don't really know about that part of things yet, but you could certainly yeah. surmise that that might happen. But, you know, in, in those, I think, I think most people agree that when you lift up the tongue and see that, that it really warrants being clipped. Evaluated. Yeah, well, being clipped. clipped. Yeah, yeah. And having the phrenotomy. That's the, we're, so we're just as a reminder, we're talking about that anterior where the that frenulum, that flap of tissue goes all the way to the tip of the tongue because yeah, that yeah. is just not going to let that tongue to the outside of the gum line and out, and out of the lips, let alone you know right. a protruding out of the mouth. Right.
And then, you know, so that's the anterior um, tongue tie. But you can lift the tongue up and you can see, well, the tip of the tongue is not impacted. But when I look a little bit further back, I, I can almost see something that looks like a tight rope that is holding down the back of the tongue and or sort of a sheath of, of tissue back there that um, is, is very tight looking. And those would be what we would call posterior tongue ties. And those are less obvious visually to, to, to see them, but they also can really impact the baby's ability to move their tongue because mm. there still is a lot of tension, tissue that is causing tension and restricting the movement of the tongue. Um, but they're a little bit more controversial because um, it seems like a lot of babies, you lift up their tongue and there's something back there and it's like, is that enough that we should do the tongue tie? Is that in combination with the fact that breastfeeding is a challenge, um, something that, you know, means we should do the tongue, the, the release of the tongue tie? Yeah. And I, well, for, to your point on that, I mean, I think what's not controversial is if a, fee, if a baby is, has a great feeding experience with their mom at their breast and their tongue looks tight, nobody sends them for a phrenotomy, right? Like, do you know what I mean? Like if feeding is going well, yeah. no one's going to say, gosh, from the appearance of your tongue, I mm -hmm. think we need to clip it right now if it's going well. Yeah. So, so well, I do think it's the mm -hmm. combination yeah. of mm -hmm. a challenge with nursing, yeah. a challenge with latching, yeah. visual inspection yeah. that's consistent, and then finding yeah. someone, for me, it's finding mm -hmm. someone I trust to send a mm -hmm. family who will mm -hmm. do a second evaluation from mine, mm -hmm. who actually does the phrenotomy. Mm -hmm. So I'm lucky enough to work, one of the pediatricians in my office does them now, mm -hmm. and I worked with an, an advanced registered nurse practitioner for years who, who did them as well. And so mm -hmm. I could make an opinion, I could get a second opinion, mm -hmm. and on that same day, the procedure could be done yeah. as well. And I just want to say, and then I want to let you talk then I'm sorry that okay. one of the things I, that has been that has I used to kind of I used to kind of follow the academic speak around it and kind of dissuade families from doing it because mm -hmm. um, it seemed unnecessary. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't trained to really think that they were necessary most mm -hmm. of the time. Um, but I've never had a family. I just want to be so clear about this. I've never had a family have a phrenotomy and come back and say we never should have done that. Right. I, they, that's right. They don't always solve the problems. Yeah. So, but they often sometimes they do, and the they, breastfeeding they do a lot. Two hours later is a different <laughs> they world. They, they, a yeah. lot of times it really does, but, yeah. but there are times when it's not a magical fix. Yeah, and I, yeah. I would just say that, you know, that you follow the academic part of things. There's really a tremendous number of studies out there now. And they, they really, I mean, over and over and over again, they see the same thing where, you know, you, you, you know, do the phrenotomy and the breastfeeding gets better. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a 100% fix. And yeah. the, other, the other thing I It's a try. So, right. So it's, and there is risk, right? You could have infection, you could have bleeding, but the risks are exceedingly low. It's why it's done low. in pediatric clinics without yeah. follow-up per se, besides if there's Anesthesia. And with anesthesia, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to tell you, um, I had an interesting case this week of a baby that is 11 months old, and this baby is a full breastfeeder, always has been an exclusive breastfeeder, never mm -hmm. would take a bottle. And the issue with this baby is the progression to solids mm -hmm. and really having a lot of trouble with that. And this baby has an anterior tongue tie. Uh -huh. And so, you know, they're, they're sort of normal what happens, but every now and then you yeah, see something, an outlier, you know, out, an outlier. And so even So will that baby, get clipped? Well, we're going to be assessing that. And yeah. so other people are going to look at it and sort of weigh in on yeah. it. But you you do wonder, this baby, I think, has enough limitation of movement that it's actually going to impact the, um, e you know, the transition to solids. Because think about all the movement you need of your tongue to be able to, you know, get that stuff that's stuck in your cheek or up on the top of the I wish you guys roof. could see Lynn because she's, like, demonstrating it here. <laughs> this is not a video cast, vodcast. It is just a podcast. So I'm, I'm trying right. to... I've I'm got trying, great facial she's, I know she does. So, yeah, she's showing us here. But um, And this yeah. is the kind of baby, too, that you wonder whether it would cause problems with speech. And so 
you know, it, it is something that is worth considering right now. And so we're going to move on and get some other opinions on this. Yeah. So I, I love that point, too, that sometimes a tongue tie may not affect early feeding, but may affect later feeding and may want to be evaluated. So if you as a parent or you as a grandparent or a friend or what have you have worried about the appearance of a kid's tongue, it's never too late to even just ask about it and learn a little bit more. Exactly. Thank you. That was so helpful. Uh, thanks, Lynn, for joining us. Um, the reality is parenting is a high-stakes job, but the good news is you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at SeattleMamaDoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from.